Hola amigas, ¿cómo están? Welcome to Quién es la más, a podcast dedicated to recapping the Mexican competition series La Más Draga, which is available on YouTube. My name is Yiyi. And I'm Braulio. And this is episode two, right? Episode two of uh, La Más Draga, but episode three. Three for us. Yeah, I think so. Since we did the Meet the Queens. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be, for the podcast to go on for so long, because we recorded last time, we recorded for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And that's crazy. And it was <laughs> less than the episode. I mean, it's way less. We had already taken nine minutes out of that episode, uh-huh. episode one, and we still recorded for a pretty long time. Yeah, we just did the Meet the Queens, which was like the first night, the minutes. beginning, yeah. and then we did the rest of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you guys like this, <laughs> the fact that they're so long. I like being very, uh, what's thorough yeah like I, I i listen to a lot of other podcasts and they talk about well podcasts that recap either a show that i watch or even just a drag show and when they talk about the the queens they'll like just mention oh yeah i like her outfit it was cute and then they just move on mm-hmm. but i would like a little bit more well yeah i mean because if we describe a little bit of what they're wearing or what their makeup is like then mm-hmm. Um, the listeners can actually like picture what we saw during the episode. That way they have a mental image as we're talking about them instead of just giving them our opinions without them knowing what it looks like. Yeah, I think we have to get a little bit better there. We do a really good, great job, but I noticed that we haven't been describing the outfits, which yeah. I don't know if we should. We describe them, but we don't, like, go, like, detail. Yeah. Oh, she's wearing, like, a dress, and, you know. <laughs> so maybe we can do that today. We can try. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think part of that is because we're looking at the images. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, so we see them. But, uh, again, for the listeners. Yeah, for you guys. So you guys can know what we're talking about. I also thought about making, like, an Instagram account for the podcast. And mm-hmm. then putting the pictures on there so you you guys can follow along That'd about be cool. what we're saying mm-hmm. you think that would work mm-hmm. maybe right yeah so they can see what we're seeing yeah the images that we were using yes okay so i guess we're gonna get started in the dressing room johnny carmona walks in and introduces this week's challenge The queens are to create a look inspired by quinceañeras while staying true to their own drag. The winner will be declared la más quinceañera. So for those who don't know, a quinceañera is basically like a fiesta slash stand slash celebration of womanhood, new womanhood. Mm -hmm. So the way Johnny described it, it actually originated from France in the 19th uh, century towards the end of it. Um, So it's basically girls who are 14 to 15 years of age and they're like presenting themselves to society as I am ready for marriage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which it doesn't seem like at that age you would be, but I I mean, I guess that was- Back then it was. That was society. And so he talks about how the president at that 
time in Mexico was Porfirio Diaz. So he was known to import French traditions into Mexico. Yeah. And that's when he introduced uh, like the quinceañera or, I mean, the that quinceañera tradition. tradition into... um, yeah, it's interesting because when I was, I did a little bit of research on quinceañeras because I, I wanted to know what he was talking about. And I didn't really find anything about that, the, the fact that he was talking about that. Yeah. I mean, that must, it might be true. I just didn't yeah. find anything that any, uh, anybody else wrote about. I did find that it either comes from Spanish tradition or even Aztec traditions. And it involves, like, Catholic, because I guess just, like, through the years, we incorporated, mm-hmm. like, Religion. Catholic uh, church. And, yeah, but it goes back, supposedly, some people say it's... Uh, Back to like the Aztec. Wow. So, I mean, so it's I, even older than than that. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, else it, did you? I was just gonna say, and it still lives on to this day. Um, I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I we've been to some, right? I've been to a couple. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember them really well, but I know that we did for sure. Yeah. None of our like closest like primos or primas, yeah. not primos. <laughs> they don't have quinceañeras. Well, they can be chambelan. But <laughs> oh, they can be chambelanes. I was never asked to be a chambelan in my life. <laughs> Me either. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm okay with it, though. Yeah, I don't know if I should be offended or not, but I'm okay. <laughs> but, um, because none of our, none of our, uh, like, closest, like, primas or nobody that we knew from our immediate family Mm-mm. had a quinceañera, which is kind of weird. Though, yeah. Right? I, I wonder if... Maybe our family just didn't have the money to mm. pull out this hole because it's a big, expensive, almost wedding-like event. Yeah, so. well, it's like kind of equal to the Sweet 16. Yeah. So if you guys have ever seen or had a Sweet 16, it's that. But with a little bit more of like a traditional. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a like traditional dance that they do mm-hmm. and um, a whole dance routine. So, I mean, there's a lot involved. They even have, which I didn't know, but this thing called the last, la ultima uh, muñeca, or it's called the last doll, which is this doll that's pretty much dressed as the girl, mm. and it's supposed to represent her last year, or her last time as a girl. Mm-hmm. So she presents that to her um, younger sister, or if she doesn't have a younger sister, maybe her little brother. Or <laughs> if she doesn't have a little brother, then I don't, I don't know what she does with it. But something happens to the doll. Um, maybe that's where Annabelle came from. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but I also read that there's been this resurgence, or not resurgence, but there's been people who don't have daughters. And they still celebrate quinceañeras. They throw quinceañeras for their, for their sons. sons. And... I think they're called quinceañeros or something, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I saw some it videos. Is. It was like, it was kind of corny, but I mean, that, I think that's the main thing is it, they're always corny, but uh-huh. it's it's in tradition, so it's actually taken seriously, and it it's um I mean it's a big deal. Yeah, um, a very big deal. Sometimes like too much of a big deal. So you say you saw videos of. And the, I guess, the male versions of... Yeah, it was just kind of like just the dances that they were doing. And it was still, they were still like dancing with, I guess, the girls would be the chambelanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. It was kind of like the reverse, but they didn't have like the, 
like the last doll. They don't. They wouldn't have that. They don't oh. have a GI Joe doll that they. No. <laughs> no, but I think everything else was pretty much the same. It was more like a party. It was more like a Sweet yeah. Sixteen because it. What I saw didn't really have like that, um, that traditional or like religion aspect mm-hmm. to it. So I think it's just a party. But it's nice that, um, it's opened up to males who i mean if if Mm. someone's son wants to be involved in that then yeah i mean it's uh it's a way for like i said like families who don't have daughters to Mm -hmm. kind of still get that Mm -hmm. kind of um sense of tradition i guess Mm -hmm. um we have (laughs) a younger sister but i don't believe she's gonna have quinceanera (laughs) I don't, I don't think she would want it, and I don't think my parents would want it either. Just, no. One, have... we're not, we weren't raised Catholic. Yeah. So they wouldn't do it because of that aspect. Mm-hmm. But then also, well, I mean, she does, she's had bigger parties than we've had as yeah. kids. I think so. But even then, they're just like at Chuck E. Cheese, mm-hmm. you know, and that's maybe like a couple hundred dollars compared to like thousands when you. The dress, the food, mm-hmm. um, all the time that's involved. The venue, with the planning, venue, like all that stuff. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's expensive. Okay, so they also mentioned. Well, they mentioned that they were shocked. The other queens were shocked that no one went home. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, obviously they would be shocked about it um, if you didn't see it coming. Um, did you have anything on on that? I think it's spe- specifically Cordelia was the one that was not happy that no one went home. The rest of them were like, okay, I mean... Cordelia was the winner, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That, I mean, I didn't even... That makes sense. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> that's, that's, why. that's why she was happy because she was safe. So, <laughs> obviously, if you're safe, you're going to be like, oh, somebody should have gone home. Yeah. To and, eliminate the rest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, that first few minutes was just an introduction of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or recap of the last episode. and Yeah. To help the girls with their runway presence, Johnny enlists the help of the runway coach slash eye candy for the queens, Pedro. So I guess we should move on to like the, um, the part where they were doing the runway yes. with Pedro. Mm-hmm. What did you What did you have on that? So I mean, the main purpose of having Pedro come in was because their m- criticism that the judges gave them the last episode was that they noticed that were they were uh, pretty nervous throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. and that was a a criticism that they got from every single one of the judges. So the so they brought in Pedro in order to help them shake that off and hopefully become more confident in themselves and their drag um with or with i mean with the stage that's it's being recorded in front of the cameras and all that so i mean Mm -hmm. and it's it's a lot to take in for uh the first time so i did think i don't know the girls were like really thirsty for him definitely but i think he looked like one of my tios (laughs) (laughs) like I was like, okay. The, the bigote? The, the bigote, mustache. yeah. Even though I'm rocking a mustache right now. <laughs> but yeah, he looked like my tío. 
And I guess if you're into that, that's yeah. Fine. I w- they kept commenting on that, and I was like, maybe they'll be distracted by the papi. Papi is what Debra uh, oh, yeah. mentioned. <laughs> she was so thirsty. She was. Um, uh, I did write that he is. He was kind and helpful to the queens. Definitely. And one thing that a lot of people um, have noticed about Drag Race is when the they bring someone in. Yeah, they bring someone in to teach them. They're usually kind of rude, or not mm-hmm. rude, but they're kind of, they have an attitude. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they, they're they tough. They're tough with them. They don't put their comments lightly. And yeah. They yeah. know that they're, they're making a TV show, and mm-hmm. they want to add mm-hmm. to the drama, which I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the producers actually told them, like, mm-hmm. can you be a little bit harder on the girls, or just be a little bit more blunt, just so you get that camera time? Yeah. But yeah, I did write that he was kind and helpful. Definitely. Um, I think he had pointers for each one of them to improve their their runway. Um, I mean that runway. No, let me. If you guys are not watching it, that runway is like, it is so. It's like the size of two Amazon Prime boxes put together. <laughs> it is so small. It and is. then when one of the queen was was doing her runway walk, mm-hmm. the other girl was standing on the other side. And then Pedro was on the other side, and I was like, there's no space to go. Yeah, they could only have three people at, at the same time up there. And, um, yeah, as they were practicing, they just got in each other's way because of that. And Yeah. Yeah, no. So uh, one of, some of the queens were a lot more, like, fluid with their hands, and that kind of got in the way with having the other two people up Yeah, there. because they couldn't really play around as yeah. much because you... You're going to hit somebody. <laughs> so, Which maybe they would want to so they can eliminate <laughs> one of the... Yeah. Someone from the competition. But I don't think that was a... I wouldn't think that was the right call for the producers Mm-mm. to make because it, it didn't even add anything. Like, why was the queen there? Mm-mm. She wasn't even, like, cheering her on or anything. I mean, yeah. I was... mean, I guess they were observing and you can... Um, it's good to observe other people to learn from them. But I think it would have made more sense because, you know, like in drag race how they have um they they do that and when they're teaching Mm. them but they have them like off the stage sitting down yeah that's true so they give the queen the moment to yeah do their thing and even they have a bigger stage and they still do that yeah i I wonder if it's a budget issue that they have such a small um, um, maybe a budget and just like camera angle, like mm-hmm. the space, because they can't put her anywhere else mm-hmm. because she'll be out of the frame mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a small place overall that where they're recording. So, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, I mean, I wish it was, they had a bigger stage definitely. And that you see that, that they need a bigger stage in the lip syncs and the challenges. So <laughs> Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it does hinder the performer, even though they're trying to provide a space where they can show off their art. It is going to hinder someone when you just give them, like, two boxes to stand on. Mm-hmm. Did anybody stand out for you? Any other queens? Or, like, um, did anybody seem, like, nervous? Or... I think Barbara Durango got really good notes, didn't she? Like, she got really good notes from him. I think she was one of the ones that was like... Her and really Débora La Grande, they got good notes. I think Margaret Iaga got good notes as well. 
I think, again, like the main thing is he was just trying to boost their confidence and give them a, as many pointers as he could in order to help them for the actual challenge. Yeah, he was telling them to like kind of slow down. Some of the queens were kind of rushing it. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, take your time, mm -hmm. compose yourself, you know, um, elongate your neck. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a great pointer. Sometimes you do forget these things when you're on stage because you're just like nerves take over. So mm -hmm. I guess that's why some of the queens, you know, suffered last week. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's move on. Backstage, it is revealed that Barbara and Margaret have a past conflict that hasn't been resolved. So they both have something that happened between them. They don't really say specifics. I don't know if you got any specifics from the story that they were saying or any kind of... Well, hint. I think Deborah Lagrande is the one who brought it up. And I don't know if she's just trying to stir some drama there. But apparently it extends from when margaret uh margaret started dating <laughs> margaret margaret that, when you say it in english it sounds like an old lady name it does. margaret but margaret. margaret doesn't sound as <laughs> okay so. um but margaret started dating uh, another drag queen guajardo she started dating i thought she was just hanging out no they were dating i mean that's what i got from and they were dating they didn't they didn't like specify but it oh. it sounded like they were yeah they okay, were... one thing to note about Guajardo is that she is actually going to be on season two. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. Okay. So. I could... Yeah, so they're going to bring him. Yeah, in. they're going to bring him in. So, yeah, so when she started dating him, she kind of distanced herself from her other friends, her drag friends, and uh, one of the main ones she was really close with Barbara Durango and she was one of the main ones that felt the distance but Margaret explains that she kind of distanced herself because Barbara was being very critical and mm -hmm. judgmental about I think just her drag in general and probably I assume the relationship uh, as well so she just wanted to Margaret just wanted to have some peace space. and I, space and to me it sounded like they something actually happened but they didn't want to like discuss because they they knew that they were being filmed and i guess they didn't want to make barbara look bad or something because the fact that barbara looked really upset and she almost looked like she was tearing up and um i just think that something like it had to be something like like an event that happened between or some kind of fight Probably. not a physical fight but just verbally uh, yeah and maybe and to me that's just it seemed like they were trying to hide something like they were trying to like uh talk around the problem or about mm -hmm. the real issue but but i did get whatever all the stuff that yeah they said. didn't yeah. they didn't talk about event or anything that happened but like it, they talked about their emotions and how they felt when this happened when they distanced themselves from each other um but barbara does admit that she does tend to be negative and toxic and yeah which is i was surprised to hear that because she seems like so kind and yeah. like mature as well mature like, and just like even reserved like she's mm -hmm. not she's not um out there you gotta watch out for the quiet ones uh, i guess that is true in this case because mm -hmm. i was surprised when she said that i was like wow and she's like a li she's a little queen like mm -hmm. she's like small mm -hmm. and margaret is 
a big girl. <laughs> so it must take some kind of bite to even to scare away somebody, you know, mm-hmm. that's that uh, stature. But I'm glad she I'm glad Bada Bada admitted her mistakes and mm-hmm. um, she did apologize. Um, I don't know if she apologized before the show or anything, but she she said she apologized during this episode and her friendship. I mean, it seems like it's it's good for the moment. Probably still not in the best state that it was prior to whatever happened, but um, they're moving forward together. Um, do you think any of this was just for the cameras, like yes. for them to make up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reality show i always i tend to think it's all just either maybe not made up but they make it a bigger deal than it is Mm -hmm. maybe that's why they were just scurrying along the problem because it maybe wasn't even that crazy Mm -hmm. and they were just like trying to make it bigger than it was Mm -hmm. but again barba did kind of get like emotional and she was the one that was involved in the um, the drama that was she was trying to start in the last episode too. So oh yeah, when so far she's sat been in like the middle of yeah. When someone sat in her space, she's in the middle of all that, I guess. But well, this is what happens when you cast people who know each other. Mm. I think they are not willing. Well, like all the issues that they have, they're already like. They got past it. And their personal lives. They've, yeah, they've already kind of either passed them or they can talk about them outside the show because mm-hmm. they know they're going to see each other. So that's kind of one of the, I guess, downfalls that you don't see, like, or you don't get the authenticity from the queens yeah. where they can really go in and say, well, she did this to me and this is why I'm mad at her mm-hmm. instead of trying to, like, spare her feelings mm-hmm. or not make her look as bad as she would. Mm-hmm. If she would tell the truth, but I mean, that's the producer's fault. They wanted, I mean, I guess it, it, getting everybody from the same area in Mexico City makes sense for the filming because that way they don't have to bring anybody in from other places. So, I mean, I guess for the first season, it's fine, but mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't really talk about that much stuff. I think that's pretty much the only thing yeah, they talked about. That was it, it yeah. was just Margaret, and after that, they just, I mean, they just moved on. And- yeah. So I think we should move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, before we go on to the looks, can we just talk about the mess that is the production? It literally, they literally, uh, like, Letal has a place in the judges' um, mm-hmm. area, but it's like just a chair in between yeah. all of them. They yeah. Just like. They forgot to introduce the, him the, like last last time. episode. Yes, and and Lorena, Lorena mentions that though. Uh, so I think the first episode again is just like a pilot. So they're just trying to make make it up as it goes, and um, a lot of things change from last episode to this episode. Yes, uh, you mentioned last time that the judging was going to change, and which it did. They don't they don't talk about the point system anymore. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they don't talk about the point system. And this, what you said, so Letal comes into the actual space of the judges and mm-hmm. sits in between them on a stool and very, yeah. Yeah, it was very kind of like last minute, like, oh shit, we forgot to do this. Yes. Or they kind of uh, noticed that Letal would make a good judge. 
Because yeah. kind of the other judges, mm, I mean, they're good, but I think she's the one that is more, willing to critique. Yeah. She's more critical. Yeah. Really. So I think that's why they noticed, like, oh, maybe we should have her on the stage. Mm-hmm. And so they just placed a chair. They just pulled up a chair mm-hmm. from somewhere, Ikea or something. But they... Yeah, that's what they did all last minute. And then the poor guy didn't even get introduced till this episode. Yeah. And Doesn't say a word, though. No. Again, no. another eye candy. They're just, he's just there for that, I guess. And to yes. carry the chair. When, when Letal was like... I think I don't know if she snapped her fingers at him or something, but basically saying, take me over there to the where the judges are. I thought he was going to pick her up, but no, he just picked up the chair. Yeah, he dragged the chair. <laughs> he was like, fuck this. I'm not going to carry this. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think they had to have Lorena actually put a spotlight on these things because if not, it would have just been weird. Yeah. yeah. Like all of a sudden, she's going to be in the judges table and like, no. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they get their stuff together in the next episodes, but I think it kind of adds to the charm of the show because it's like, it's kind of a mess (laughs) production wise. I mean, yeah. And one of the, I do appreciate them actually trying to make it better instead of just being like, oh, okay, whatever. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to improve it as they go. Yeah. Because I don't know if I told you this or I don't know if I told you guys this either. Um, they actually, f- I want to say they filmed it live. Okay, I don't what know do you, about that. What do you mean? Uh, I think as it was airing, like they would put him out, you know? Oh. So they would film the first episode and then they would edit it and put it out. And then that's the way they did the season. I think I might well, be wrong about that hmm. because that would make sense why they were. Um, moving things around since if they put it out on YouTube they get immediate response and then for the next episode they can actually improve it or make some changes yeah yeah I don't know they, they must have found out somehow or just like yeah. watch the episode back themselves yeah, and exactly. then been like we need to like fix this or something mm-hmm. but um, yeah I mean that's one of the things that I noticed that they were just making a lot of changes Okay, so vamos a la pasarela. So now we're going to do the runway, which we're going to go queen by queen. And let's see, do you have the queens? First we have Eva Blunt. And um, her uh, quinceañera theme is basically flowers. So she's wearing like a crown flowers, a crown of flowers that are orange would you say or like red red orange it's like red orange yellow yeah and then she's those are her colors for this and she's wearing a fitted top with uh like a keyhole cut out in the center like in her stomach and it's yellow it's um i mean i guess it's off the shoulder yeah and then for her skirt it just goes into like this a tool that is see-through, but underneath you can see all the other, um, I don't know what that's called, but it just makes it look bigger. Like yeah. it's um, like all the extra layers to make it look It has a lot bigger. of volume. Yeah, it has a lot of volume. So it's like this sheer tool fabric that is it orange. It's kind of a gradient of like orange to yellow. And it has... Um, 
orange flowers pasted on them mm-hmm. and um, all over the dress just like that match her um her crown yeah and then she's wearing light brown straight, straight hair. hair and she's carrying a book that is part of her uh presentation mm-hmm. so yeah so what did you think automatically as soon as i saw her i didn't think quinceanera at all um i was thinking more like she seemed like she was at the red carpet for an award show or something and she just wanted to make a splash um with what she was wearing but quinceanera this it did not look to me at all i liked i liked the prop the little book that she had what was it it was a pop-up book and on the cover pretty sure it had like Roman numeral yeah. 15. Mm-hmm, I know this. And guy. then her name, Eva, on it as well. And then when she gets on the runway, she opens it up and I thought it it's was a, gonna... a flower again. Yeah, to me, it was. I was like, is she trying to say like it's a vagina? I know, it did look like a vagina. Because it was kind of in that, she opened it up in she, that area. Oh, okay. Yes. So I, I did like notice that, that she, she was... put it like down, like she's blooming. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it goes with the theme. Yeah, I mean, I was like, okay. I mean, it makes sense to me. <laughs> it does. But I don't think what she was wearing looks traditional quinceañera at all. And I mean, it looks like Eva, but it doesn't look like a quinceañera. It's a... It looks more tropical. Because mm-hmm. of all the flowers and the colors that she's The using. colors are very tropical. Um... I think if she would have worn a tiara, it might have helped a little bit more instead of a crown, because that's a little bit more traditional. That and like the keyhole and all that, it's just, uh, you're 15 years old, you can't (laughs) be wearing something that revealing, um, or you shouldn't, and I don't think the top goes with the dress either. It just they look no, like two separate yeah. things. Um, the top looks more like a like, like a, a bathing suit. Mm, yeah. yeah, and and maybe it is, and she just pulled this like the skirt. Over I'm thinking it, that's what she did. Yeah, she's like that one girl that she gets a theme, and then she makes it all. She makes everything slutty. <laughs> like the theme yes. today is you know dressing slutty quinceanera. Gown. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna go as a slutty quinceanera. <laughs> Um, I can see that, yeah. And I don't like the hair either. It's not quinceañera. Usually with quinceañera, it's all made up um, and curly and up in... It's an up to. Yeah. should have been an up And this is just straight, plain. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, she looks cute, but it doesn't look like what the theme was. So I think she missed the mark on it. Yeah, I think the sheer fabric, to me, it looks like a mistake almost because it doesn't... It doesn't make sense to me because you can see the layers under it. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have liked it better if it would have been all just, um, if it wouldn't have been sheer. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't see those layers under that fabric mm-hmm. because it does look like a bit of a mistake. It kind of reveals the the magic of what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to give you that volume, but you're seeing how it's happening because you can see through it. But. Yes, and I did. I did put that. I did like her presentation, which I appreciate the little mm-hmm. book, and her walk was pretty good. And the, the makeup, makeup looks nice. It looks clean. She's wearing a red lip, I think. Mm-hmm. But I agree with the note that you gave about the hair. It should have been enough too. For sure. Yeah, it goes with with the makeup, but it does not go with. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look like a fifteen year old. 
No, it doesn't look quince, so mm-hmm. I think she failed. Let's move on to the next girl. Who is next? Our next girl is Lana. And uh, I'm thinking what happened what what happened to baby Jane? Well, she's wearing Lana's wearing a uh, it looks like a like a bonnet on her head and her hair is uh, curly red the dress traditional well it looks more like doll like so like yeah. one of those porcelain doll dresses she's wearing long uh, gloves as well and it's all white it, yeah it's all white i don't maybe it's the lighting it kind of looked like there was some pink in there but yeah the lighting's pretty weird because it does add um some like either yeah purple and pink mm-hmm. but yeah i think it's it's probably all white can we talk about first, like, the makeup? Did you did you like the makeup? Because that's the <laughs> biggest, most noticeable. I think that was the center focus of her look. I did not like the makeup. It looked too busy and too, too heavy. And it obscured all her features to me. And I knew what she was going for because I've seen multiple queens on Instagram do it. And they do it really, really well, some of them. And this was just not... It just looked like she got hit on the face. No. By, like, one of her sheep. (laughs) She does look like little Bo Peep. Yeah. But, yeah, or whatever happened to Baby Jane, like I said. I do like that she was wearing braces. So, to me, like, that's the only thing that looks quinceañera. The braces? The braces, because it makes her look like a teenager. But everything else, she looks like like a baby, like uh, much younger than that. Yeah, it doesn't go with, with the theme at all to me the dress could have been quinceanera but the styling kind of threw it off mm-hmm. yes paired with the with the hair the curly hair it just it doesn't and then um it doesn't even hit the floor Mm-mm. like it should hit the floor mm-hmm. if you're gonna wear a long dress it should hit the floor and i wrote that at this point i don't really know what her drag aesthetic is because it kind of threw me this look kind of threw me off and I'm all for like trying new things, mm-hmm. but this was so far from what she did last week mm-hmm. that I'm just like, wait, okay, I don't know who Lana is. Because mm-hmm. remember when she first came in, she had that uh, blonde hair, yeah. scary face. She had that plaid shirt with the red jumpsuit. And this is just another girl. This is some other girl. Yes. This is not the same girl. And speaking of, like, I don't see any Lana in this, so you would think she would somehow incorporate Lana in there, the material, I mean. That's true, yeah. Um, so, yes. Wait, wool, does that come from sheep? <laughs> yes. Okay, so maybe that's where she was going? <laughs> that's a stretch, <laughs> but it's possible and we don't get explanations for any of this. Um, I know. So they don't they don't talk about what their intention was. Later on, we do get one of them explain it, but Lana didn't get a chance to, or they didn't show us mm-hmm. that. So I mean, it's possible, but yeah, I that's just... a lot of connections there. <laughs> I just like solved a conspiracy or something. <laughs> or started a conspiracy. for your average person. I don't think we'd be able to figure all that out um so what else did you have what other notes did you have for this look um i was thinking raggedy and all definitely <laughs> the raggedy. hair and no, the hair and the dress it just 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she could have also worked the runway better, even though she got lessons. Yeah, and she was the one that was having a hard time uh, when they were giving them points. Mm, so that's right. I don't know how she much. She didn't improve. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, Pedro. <laughs> Your magic didn't work. Uh, uh-uh. She was probably too distracted by the mustache. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next queen. Who's the next queen? Cordelia Durango is our next queen. And she's wearing a rainbow sherbet colored dress. Um, very tight fitting up top. It's like orange. I guess there's no green in there, but it's orange, purple, and that's all they see. Pink. Pink. <laughs> so orange, purple, and pink. Okay. I don't know. It just made me think of a nice green. <laughs> Now that you say it, yes. Um, but yeah, so it's tight fitting up top and then it poofs out into, it's a very layered garment that she's it's wearing. It's funny that you call it tight fitting because it didn't even buckle up. She couldn't <laughs> even tie it from the back. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, she couldn't. Like, you can, you can tell when she's like leaving. Yeah. That it's not even tight in the back. <laughs> it's like, has a huge gap. <laughs> um oh, no. But yeah, it's it's a pretty color. What else? I think her her hair is much like what she was wearing in episode one. It's like off to one side, parted and like on one side there, and you could see black roots. But it's like dirty blonde color. Mm-hmm. And she has a cake. She does. Yeah, she's holding uh, a cake as she walks out to the runway. Um, a little cupcake with, uh, I guess, a mini her on, on Yeah, it, and... it looked like one of those Disney princess. Anyways, what did you think of the look? I thought it was too too sophisticated for a quinceañera. Like, it looked like more like she was going to, like, a ball or something. Usually, quinceañera is a little bit more cheesy, and the material doesn't seem like... The traditional material that you would use for that. I wrote that it did. To me, it did look very quince. It looked very quince. It's just the the shape of it. I can see why, now that I'm thinking about it. I think it looks more prom, actually, than quinceañera. Even that, like, I I don't know. It looks... Because prom, I mean, quinceañera, you think more of, like, princess. Like, very, uh, even almost costumey, in a way. She looks more like, like a cake topping oh yeah which i guess maybe that's what she had the cake in hand but and she's wearing the little heart on her cheek as well again Mm -hmm. Um, i did notice that like we and of course her beard and she didn't do anything with her beard this time last time because she was um portraying an older character she colored it in uh gray and this time she just left it black and it kind of stands out because of that just because she left it that way it just makes it pop out more which i don't think should be the purpose of it but i think yeah she could have at least combed it run a comb through it i mean do something it just doesn't look like it was part of the look Mm-mm. last time i did last oh yeah last did. time i did but just because time... she again she colored it in so, but she didn't do anything with it, with it this time. Maybe she could have hanged like a ball on it or something. <laughs> I mean, something would have, I mean, glitter or something, something to 
you know, step it up. To me, that the hair is kind of a mess. Um, it looks a little frizzy. Especially, though. yeah, especially on a close-up. I don't know, like, the roots do not... If you look up close, there's something, like, pinching it there, and I don't... I don't think that... It just oh, yeah. Like I think that's the part. But it looks like oh, she wait. has a hairpin or something. It does look like it was... She like put a, another there. bowl. Let's put balls on there, too. <laughs> um, her overall, like, runway, she did... I think she did well as she was walking through it, and she... I mean, last time she won, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that was the problem, and I remember she got good notes on... Yeah, she won. Too. No, I mean like when they were when Pedro was teaching them as well. Oh, yeah, I think she did. Yeah, I I wrote that. I wish the dress didn't look like it was off the rack, <laughs> because it looks like not the. It is off the rack. You can tell because she can't fit in it. <laughs> so yeah. she didn't have this altered to her size. She didn't even have it made for like nothing, and that. I mean, I know that this is drag and part of drag is kind of um using old things and making a new look out of it but if you're gonna go to a competition and you know you're gonna be filmed like you gotta step it up i know that it's not a lot of people don't have the same resources but girl just do something get somebody that sews to like make it fit you or something because it just I mean, like you said, maybe add some other element to it. She could have had somebody sew some other stuff on it just to make it more um, her. The judges, when they're critiquing later on, they ask, so they ask Cordelia, they ask Lana and Eva where they got their dresses, or how they got their dresses, and Cordelia actually, she says she borrowed it. Her and Lana borrowed it from someone. So you could tell, again, because of the size... And maybe that's why she couldn't add other things to it because it's borrowed, so she can't really modify it to fit her or to fit the challenge. That to me just shows somebody that's not willing to win or like doesn't have that hunger to win. Because if you want to win, you're going to do anything, no matter what it takes to at least complete a look and make it fit you. But she, so, I mean, she did that last time though. She transformed a challenge into something into her like you she colored her beard she was portraying an older person which was uh, it was a challenge in it because uh-huh. everyone else wants you know they always want to be the pretty one yeah so she did that last time and some i don't know what happened this time and she just but you got to bring it every time exactly no i agree i i agree i'm just saying she yeah she definitely flubbed this one yeah and it's not like oh the judges didn't like it it's like you made a huge mistake and you knew about this mistake. You didn't try to fix it. You didn't even try to maybe ask a bigger friend of yours who has a dress. Why go to the the friend that doesn't, you know, their size, you know, they're, they're not going to fit you. Their dress is not going to fit you. So why even ask them for anything? Yeah. Um, I The nose is still distracting to me. The <laughs> the uh, makeup on the nose. Agree. Um. I did like the hair, but I do agree that it's a little messy. I like the shape of it and the way like it shapes her face, but it just needed some like hairspray or something. I don't know. She could have taken the look further because it just kind of seemed like, oh, I'm going to throw on this dress mm-hmm. and 
that's called, you know, called it quinceañera. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you're here to do. You're here to bring your art. Mm-hmm. And where is that? Where is that art? Where's that creativity? Mm-hmm. You, you just, anybody can just put on a dress and go out there. Uh, maybe she could have like created a cape so they would have noticed the back. Something, make it more True. Cordelia or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I did write that I liked the cake and that it was, unfortunately, the most exciting part of the look. <laughs> Even though it was the smallest cake I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I guess the little doll was a candle or something because I think she had a lighter and she yeah it up and then she blew out the candle. But... Yeah, I'm surprised the fire alarm or something didn't go <laughs> off in that, that room. I mean, <laughs> they barely have any other things maybe they don't even have a <laughs> they just have a guy there that's like ringing a <laughs> bell or something <laughs> run out <laughs> anything else that you have for her I, that's all i have for her mm, no um i agree that she could have used a little bit more creativity in her look and just pushed it up further but yeah, yeah she she like you said she flubbed this one all right, let's move on to the next queen. Who is it? Our next queen is Margareta. What is the look? Tell the us look. the look. Her theme is pink, so everything she's, her whole dress is pink. It's all made out of tulle, basically, and it creates like layers, and um, it's kind of like like a baby doll dress. But it like expands with tulle towards the bottom, so it's not short. And she's wearing like white long gloves, and um, she's carrying around like a laced umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, the hair, the hair is she 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 has an updo with a little crown on there. She's blonde again, right? She's like, well, I think last time it was like white. Like very icy. Yeah, white. yeah. It was that one white wig. Yeah. So, what did you think of it? I know she's your favorite. She is my favorite. So, what did you think of the look? I love the look. Um, it definitely gave me quinceañera. Um, really? It did, but through the way. Okay, so the way that I was interpreting it, and as we talked, as we talked about earlier, how it was. Uh, or the tradition started with uh, France. Um, that's what it kind of looked like to me. Like she was melding the older style with like our the quinceañeras that we have now. For example, like the gloves and the the umbrella she's carrying around. Um, the fact that it's like short in the front and then long in the back. It's kind of like I don't know melding two different ideas i guess or like mm-hmm. the past and the future um so if somebody would ask you like if somebody were to say oh this is if you didn't know yeah they were like oh this is supposed to be quinceanera you'd be like okay yeah i can see that i'd say yes it's, and i think okay. as an overall look yes and if you take into account her hair and her makeup it definitely is. It's like, I think she's getting a little bit of everything. So she puts her signature um, in there as well. She's wearing the manga brows again. Mm-hmm. But, and then as she's walking like through the runway, she gives the Margaret 
attitude. Like, she's acting like a brat, which, I, to me, like, the whole dress seems like that. Like, it's it's a bratty, quinceanera uh, look. Okay. What, what do you think? Um... <laughs> I I said the dress swallows her up, but I like the color. I like the color. The powder pink is cute. I yeah. love that. But she has no waist. There Look is at, a waist there. No. <laughs> the waist. I mean, it's cinched. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it has like a the limit does not exist. The waist does not <laughs> exist. It's not. There is no waist. Like when she walks, it looks like she's like her stomach is coming out. Like ahead of her, and she's she but doesn't have a big stomach. I think that's like high fashion. It's not supposed to like show off her curves. She's playing a fifteen-year-old. No, <laughs> it just doesn't give me a waist. Okay, and I feel like it's kind of close to the thing that she did last time, like that same kind of flowy fabric, very voluminous, and she did also a train last week so it's kind of close to the same silhouette i did like the silhouette but i just feel like it was kind of a repeated silhouette the gloves it, i like the gloves they should have been lace though they should have been lace gloves because it just looked off and it's just kind of an aesthetic thing to me like i can see that a lace glove would have just kind of elevated the look a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The hair looks good, but could have looked neater because it kind of looks like just a bunch of like, I don't even know. It looks like it bundled up. Yeah, like it just looks like it's just stacked curls on top of her head. Doesn't really have like an actual shape. So I don't get it. It almost looks like a mohawk in a way. <laughs> And then she has this little tiny crown stuck in there. Like, if you're going to do a tiara and then have that big hair, like, do a bigger crown. And she walked well. I did like the attitude on the runway. Now that you're reminding me that she said that she was a brat. I was like, okay, that was good. She did a good job. The makeup is still distracting. Just a little bit of editing, I think. I love the makeup, though. I, I think she looks really pretty there. And I think... It is a little too much as far as like on the cheeks she put like like lines on each cheek and I just think I just think it just because the eyebrows are so heavy already and it just makes it look like too much like you said we she needs to edit yeah um, that, that's her one of her biggest but issues. I love the lip and I think she looks beautiful like I'm looking at her face right now close up and just a little just take some stuff off it would it would have just opened her face up way more and made it even more uh beautiful because right now she's just kind of hiding behind all this like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of black there's a black eyeliner black under eye and these really graphic black um eyebrows that it almost kind of yeah, it just kind of closes her face. Like, it doesn't allow you to see her whole face. I'm interested to see if she is going to stick to those manga brows or if any of the judges' comments will affect her and end up 
changing them for future runways, but... Um, I mean, it's one of the things that they... Didn't they mention that? Yes, Letal mentions it. Yeah. Which I think they're always... It's going to be polarizing. Some people are going to like them, and other people are not going to like them. I think Letal says that they're samey. Like, she's... She keeps doing that, so she wants her to show other um, eyebrows, I guess. Yeah, or like that she, can... some, that she has other skills. Yeah. Shows that she has versatility, not yeah. just the same look over and over again. Which, right now, that's what she's giving. I don't hate the look. I know I've said that she has no waist, but that's just... I mean, if you look at picture, I don't see a waist. If you can find I mean, a waist... I don't think that's the point, but I guess... Agreed and disagreeing. Yeah, because <laughs> I need at least a cinched waist or something to not make her look so... It just it would have just pulled everything in mm-hmm. and made it look more put together. Uh, but yeah, those are my thoughts. That's it. Uh, let's move on to the next queen. Our next queen is Deborah La Grande. And would you like to describe what she's wearing deborah is wearing a powder pink dress that is it's like a bodice on the top and once it gets to the waist it kind of billows out into like uh not feathers it's like uh, ruffles like white ruffles and then on the trim it has like a gold appliques which I don't, I can't tell what the design is, but I think it's very like baroque. It looks like to me. Broke. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. And she's wearing like not full length gloves, but she's wearing like white. I guess they they reach like her elbow almost, and a little crown. And her hair is very. It's like pushed back, but like. Yeah, it's kind of weird to describe. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of... It's like in... Buffon? Like my aunt's hair. <laughs> like, yeah, like somebody from the 80s that just teased her hair way too yeah, much. Yeah, it's teased and like pushed back and... And on top of it is like this little small crown. Mm-hmm. She's wearing glasses and mm. teeth. I'm waiting for it, yeah. <laughs> that she drew on. She drew on her on lips. Her lips. Yeah, so that's that is the look. What did you think? Um, as she was walking out, I was thinking of Anaí in Primer Amor, which Primer Amor is like a remake of I think it's yeah Quinceañera, which starred Thalia, and um, so I maybe that's the reference there, but yeah. So that's what it was giving me. So immediately I thought like she hit the mark. It's quinceanera, um, top to bottom. Um, she threw in her own. I don't think that's her aesthetic though. Um, like with the glasses and the bug teeth, but um, I like that she gave it that twist and. That was part of her whole presentation where she does a reveal in a way. Um, she throws away the glasses and she was wearing, yeah, she was holding a teddy bear. So she throws a teddy bear and she takes off the glasses and the buck teeth 
stay because <laughs> it's her makeup. Mm-hmm. But she does like a little transformation of like, kind of like she's all that. Oh, I take off my glasses and I'm pretty now. <laughs> um, but that's her welcome into womanhood moment. Mm-hmm. So I yeah I mean, I mean I think she hits the mark. I don't like the hair, but I think it it goes with the dress and and if you take everything into consideration it looks good um i love the the bottom of the dress how it almost looks like cloud-like it's very yeah it's very light and airy yeah yeah and when she was walking on the runway like flowed really well so yeah i really like that and just overall i really i like her look mm-hmm. yeah i liked it too i thought it was um, the dress looked really beautiful and intricate. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like just some dress that you can buy at any store, like Cordelia's. Shade. Um, I mean, yeah, I really like that. I like the fact that it it looked intricate, and it looks like it was kind of tailored to her. And it was, uh, if it wasn't made for her, it was tailored to her at least. Mm-hmm. You know, the hair looks to me too old fashioned. For, yeah. for this look, it's just very senora. <laughs> yes, like I said, my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like a quinceañera. Somebody, would, somebody that's 15 would want to look like that. Yeah. Um, the makeup is cute, but again, she looks like a senora that's like trying to relive her, her quinceañera years. Mm-hmm. Um, her reveal was cool because... It told the story of mm-hmm. a girl becoming a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's this whole... That's the point of a quinceañera. Mm-hmm. And she portrayed that through her runway. And I think that was really smart of her. Mm-hmm. It's not just her run... You know, just her walking down the runway. It's her actually telling a story. Presenting her art. Which maybe that's part of her art. Is taking a concept and... And telling and saying something through through that instead of just being like okay I'm just gonna be pretty, but which I mean it was a simple reveal but without spoiling the uh, other reveal that we have in this episode I like I like this a lot better because it's still stuck to the theme and as you said like it tells the story of what a quinceañera is. Mm-hmm. And she did have, uh, besides the teddy bear and the glasses being taken off, she had some unidentified white powder that she blew. <laughs> she did, yeah. What could... Is that I, like a, some sort of symbol or some sort of metaphor of hers? I don't know. I thought it was, I just noticed that she just blew it. And yeah. I guess it added some kind of um, effect, uh, like a dramatic effect to her sure i didn't. like magic i guess but it's, I, I think you would do like glitter instead of white powder <laughs> i don't know well, yeah i didn't get the point of it that it is mexico but... so maybe <laughs> no <laughs> um yeah I, I don't know what the point of that was at all but the other stuff was cool i wish she could have worn teeth like fake teeth yeah instead of drawing them on from, from far away it worked it did it work worked. i just that's just one of my like i guess uh preferences yeah um she should have just worn 
um, some fake teeth just because it looks more real. And when yeah. she smiles, it just works with the whole look. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I thought she did really great. I thought the dress was really nice. It actually looks like a quinceañera, which is the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I said, the makeup just looks a little bit too too grown up. Like the cut cheeks are just... Eh, like She should have softened it a little bit. I mean, maybe that's the Deborah La Grande in there that we kind of saw and that's how it came through in the makeup because other than that like and the hair i guess because <laughs> other mm-hmm. than that it it looks like what the challenge should be so maybe that's the way she put in there but not, not i still i i agree that it just didn't fit the overall look yeah let's move on to the next queen and next we have barbara durango she is presenting she's very fairy like so she has turquoise colored wig very flowy it's kind of like straight at the top and then it flows out into like onto her shoulders picture like a nightgown a white nightgown is what i was thinking and so it was kind of like not too tight at the top but it, it expands out a little bit um again she's using tool but the dress does not go all the way to the bottom either um, however, she does have a uh, material under there that kind of hides the, I guess, what gives it the volume. Mm-hmm. And then she's wearing long white gloves as well. And she's holding a, um, a bouquet of blue flowers as well. <laughs> On the back of her, she has like a frame. So she's ready for her quinceanera picture at all times. Or for the altar, the drag altar. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just stuck to her back as she's walking down the runway. And um, yeah, uh, what are your opinions? Um, I wrote that I like the concept, but it doesn't give me quinceanera. It's, uh, yeah, if you would tell me this is a quinceanera challenge, I would not be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that right away. But I like it, just not for this challenge. Uh, the dress and the colors are cute. I like the blue turquoise um, theme that she has. But she needed to make it fit the challenge. Uh, if she could have taken that and just made it fit, uh, I mean, that would have been a home run. She always looks very pretty, so mm. you can't really come for her for that. And her walk and presentation are way better i think that they were last time she actually had the, kind of like a production in a way with the flowers her bouquet and then the thing on her back and <laughs> the thing on her back <laughs> that frame and uh, i i think i like that it's a complete look it looks like she thought about the details mm-hmm. but like i said i wouldn't dis- declare this a winner because it just doesn't give me quinceanera at all mm-hmm. but as an overall look i like it and yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if they were going for uh, a pretty challenge, like if it was all about that, she'd probably be the top, if not the winner. And I think in what she's wearing and in what, how she was um, dancing around on the runway, it was very fairy-like. Uh, she she was doing a lot of almost almost like 
ballet kind of dancing up there. She was just twirling. And so I like, I mean, I like what she's wearing. I uh, agree that does not look quinceanera. It looks to me more of like a, again, it's more like a nightgown kind of thing. It's not, it doesn't have volume really, especially compared to the other girls. Didn't she describe her, her reference? Yes. Yeah, so later in the episode when she's being judged, uh -huh. she says that she was trying to she watched the movie quinceanera which i've never seen but uh but anyways so she watched that movie and in that movie she says that the main character has a dream about how her quinceanera would be and it's very like fantasy and so it's like a dream sequence and she took that reference from there so it's not meant to be like a traditional yeah how we would think of it so immediately when she mentions that like the judges were like ah okay and yeah it all just came together and which makes sense uh you could see i mean uh, but to it, me if you're making a reference you need to be you shouldn't be able you shouldn't have to explain it Yes, yes. I, it doesn't, it misses the mark as far as a challenge because that's not what the challenge was. I like that she gave it a twist though, but because of that, it it stands to criticism that um, it just doesn't look like a quinceanera. Uh, but it does look very dreamlike and she, mm -hmm. it, it does, I, I think she hit what she was trying to uh, achieve. But because she had to explain it, it loses that power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's all I had to say about her. Um, yeah, I mean she did. She did like I said. She she had a good look. It's just wrong challenge to do it on. Yeah, she was definitely she she wasn't one of my top as far as the challenge goes. But she was she was pretty. She was she did a a good job in mm -hmm. what she was trying to hit so yeah uh our last queen on this runway is deborah men and i think it looks a little bit like it's again it's very traditional like like prom gown mm -hmm. has a it's white white bodice with a little bit of a flared skirt that doesn't hit the floor it almost looks like it's satin Mm -hmm. and uh again another queen that's wearing i think they're all wearing white gloves oh yeah a lot she's of wearing them. white gloves her hair is in a it's an up to it's like a beehive it's like yeah a beehive there you go like amy winehouse it's like amy winehouse well amy winehouse came back from the dead and went to lamas dragas runaway yeah, it looks challenge and it looks very like that. And she's kind of she's not wearing a crown, but she's wearing stuff on her like small flowers in her hair. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty basic. That's pretty. Oh, and then she has a reveal, and that reveal is a black bodysuit with fringe in the middle, and the bodysuit has like chevron the sequins. Yeah, and and pink and silver. And they're going down the whole uh, front of the bodysuit. And... Is that fringe that she has in... Yeah. Like in the... She has black fringe basically. in between her legs and then pink fringe on the sides. 
Yeah. And then that's it. She's wearing a necklace. It's very cabaret. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? This is what I... This is what I was trying to say earlier when Deborah La Grande um, did the reveal. Here with this reveal that Deborah Mann has is, I don't know, it, it doesn't fit the theme at all to me. And uh, like I said, it looks very cabaret. I think she should have stuck to that first look with, before the reveal. And it looked, it looked more like what the challenge was. If she would have stuck to that, though, she she would have needed to put something else, like a some more flair to it. Because yeah, it was a very it, simple silhouette. Yeah, it was very basic. But I like that versus what... I don't know what she's doing in the second one. I don't know why she's transforming into... I guess she's doing, again, the whole womanhood thing. But then she's just, like, jumping, like... 20, 30 years here. It just, no. She's jumping into like a whole new person. Like yeah. it's not even yeah. the same thing. It's that, not. That's the same girl would wear. Yeah, and it doesn't, the dress doesn't hit the floor. The shoes are it's just bad. They're like, I think they're like booties or like strap, like booties they're, or something. Yeah, it doesn't fit. It definitely doesn't fit the first look. Uh, I guess the second one, just because of the... That one sequence. Yeah. That's how it matches it, but... Yeah, I mean, I did not like the reveal. I think she should have stuck with what she had at first. Um, The makeup is very glittery. Her eyelids, um, I think, silver as well. Um, Yeah, her makeup looks nice. Yeah, it, it looks like a 15-year-old makeup. Yeah, because of the jewels and the yeah, glitter. Yeah, so that fits the challenge, but um, it was not one of my favorites at all. Yeah, I think I thought the makeup was, like I said, it was cute. Um, that bodysuit was just, like, busier. It was busy. Yeah, yeah it was just too busy. And it, it, it's the way she executed it. It just looked like she has things like stuck on there it doesn't look like part of it just looks like a very crafty kind of uh dress even the fringe it just looks like she stuck them off to the side and especially the pink ones that are coming out and it doesn't it doesn't go with it even though okay so Deborah Men is one of those queens that i love her personality and the way that she came out was very like chola like she said oh yeah and it just, I just love that. I, it just entertained me and I, I, I yeah. laughed and it was like, it was fun. And she came out with confidence, even though, I mean, she was wearing trash. <laughs> <laughs> Not trash, but like really something that I don't, I wouldn't respond to. Yeah. But she came out with the confidence and I think that was. That's what sold it. That's what sold it. I mean, I wouldn't buy it, but <laughs> she was selling it. Yeah, I love her as a personality. She's one of those queens that are not excited by her drag, which is sad because I would love to be in love with her drag as much as I am with her personality. Mm-hmm. And that's that happens a lot, actually. Even on Drag Race, like a lot of the queens that are very popular, I'm like, oh, I love her personality. She's so funny. But then her drag is just like, 
she's not really doing she's not doing what you want her to do yeah. to match that personality so yeah the personality is like up top and then what her execution in her drag is not matching up yeah like for me even like kennedy davenport would be one of those but she would be the opposite well like i love her <laughs> talent and she like is an amazing performer but then her and then for her personality is like hilarious because she's just so like kind of over everything but her actual like aesthetics are just mm, they don't speak to me yeah and i speak two languages so <laughs> i don't know what language that's she's speaking but it doesn't speak to me um but yeah Deborah man is one of those queens and yeah yeah I mean, yeah, so her personality is cool. And the the judges mentioned that, too. They love that attitude that she gives on the runway. But, yeah, it definitely was not my favorite. Just that reveal was not... It, it was not um, timed correctly to what the challenge was. Um, but, yeah, she was our last queen for the runway. After the judges' critiques and deliberations, Margaret Illa is awarded La Más Quinceañera. Lana and Cordelia Durango land in the bottom two and have to lip-sync to three songs, one Quinceañera by Timberiche, the second Enferma de Amor by Jeans, and El Baile Sapito by Complices y Belinda. In the end, Cordelia Durango's life in the competition ends but her memory will live on forever in the drag altar. Or altar. Altar? Avatar? <laughs> altar. <laughs> altar, yes. Okay, so right now let's talk about uh, everything that happened during the deliberations, the judges, critiques, the lip sync, and yeah, everything that happened between there. So I think overall, every judge really liked what Margaret did. I mean, obviously, because they gave her the win. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they were critiquing each of them, they were all praising her look. Can we say who the the judges? Obviously, we we know who they are, but we had the guest judges. Um, they are Jonas vloggers <laughs> or Jonas. Los, yeah, Los, Los Jonas vloggers. Is, I think is that how they pronounce it jonas vloggers i don't know who they were but they are youtube yeah uh, vloggers <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a surprise uh so it's three of them um i don't yeah so let's talk about the fact that the point system has changed a little bit yeah i mean they don't talk about the point system at all the way they score each queen is it go through each judge and each judge gives their top queen and then their bottom queen Mm -hmm. you know the problem about that is that well okay first of all i can tell that it's rigged (laughs) because they obviously tell who like they i think the producers tell like the judges oh pick this one and you pick this one so that way they can be a tie and that way they can do like they're obviously doing that because there's no way that everybody would that it would play out the way that it did. I mean, that's also in the editing, too. Like, when they present who they picked, they can put it in any order that way. 
it seems more dramatic. Yeah, and I was gonna say that's not a great way to do it because you have two bottoms. So how are you gonna? What if everybody picks the same bottom? Who's gonna be the second one? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, unless again, it's, it's rigged like it is, it's all done in the editing and yeah. the producing. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I just go with it. it that's yeah. how reality shows are. So, exactly, um, it's expected. I mean, you we want it to be more entertaining too. So. Not only more entertaining, but I feel like it's not fair. Well, because if it comes down to that, yes, like if they're really like telling them this is what you're gonna pick because we think this this one should be then yeah but if it's like they're just they have their favorites and then they're just editing it differently just to make it dramatic i think it's just but not that 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 part yes i agree but no i'm talking about the the point system right now it's not fair because like i said if you have one of the bottom girls and everybody chooses that person how do you choose the second one you only have an option of a top, oh yeah, the I, winner I and the the loser. So will that come up later on? I don't know. I don't remember. But I think they should do a point system where every girl gets a point from one to ten. I mean, and then they, they were doing scores. They were doing one to five last time, and again they might be doing that. They're just showing us something different to make it less complicated, but. But they didn't explain it. So. This time it worked out. This time they had, uh, I guess, let's go through who each judge chose. So um, Yari chose Barbara as her favorite. And her least favorite was Cordelia. Cordelia Durango? Oh, the bearded queen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then Johnny, her, his favorite was Margaretilla. And then... Least favorite, Cordelia, again. Mm-hmm. Letal, this time gets a vote. <laughs> yeah. Letal uh, loved Margaret as well. And then repeat, Cordelia was least favorite. Uh, and then the Jonas vloggers' favorite was Margaret. And least favorite was Lana. After they spent some time like discussing it, they didn't want to name anyone. But they decided on Lana. And Lorena, finally, Margaret was at the top for her. And her least favorite, she didn't mention. <laughs> they just left it off and they moved on to the actual deliberation. deliberation. So how does it turn out that you have Cordelia? There was one that I was like, she should have been in the bottom. Um, and I think she was. <laughs> I think it was Cordelia. Definitely Cordelia. I think she definitely needed to be at the bottom. And to me, um, Debra Man should have been at the bottom. Instead of Lana, I would say. No. I think for me it would have been... What's her name? The first one with the tropical thing. And Lana. Just because Quinceañera, none of them at least... Debra Man gave me some kind of quinceañera. And Eva Blunt, I didn't get nothing. 
half of it. And she gave, at least she gave something. And then Eva Blunt was just not quinceañera at all. It was like yeah. she was going to some kind of, you know, tropical party. and But she tried and then... Well, they all tried. <laughs> but Except for Cordelia. Like, she didn't seem like she tried at all. Again, she had that borrowed dress. That's true. That she just put on, didn't do nothing with it. Then, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm not really mad at the bottom, actually. Yeah. I think but the winner... It could have been, it could have been, we could have had um, Eva there as well. Yeah, it could have been between Eva or, um, Eva or Lana. Yeah. They could have been interchangeable, but I think Cordelia had to be in the bottom, actually. Because, yeah, the, it was just basic and nothing, and, and it was uninspired. Yeah. And the winner, I mean, I guess... Out of all of them, it, I mean, I could have given it to Deborah, but I, I'm not mad about the winner. I definitely even am though not it didn't give me quince. It was high fashion quince, French, nineteenth century quince. But yeah, I mean, I think I agreed with the bottom and the top, either way. And then when we get to the lip sync uh, why three songs that yeah that was that was too much and it was like just a few seconds of each mm-hmm. it just it, it just made it harder especially when you're switching from one song to the next they were all like different kinds of songs so it just didn't fit together and it made it hard for them to be in one state of mind like to portray whatever the emotion not that I mean, none, none of those songs really had any emotional moments, but... Are these um, songs that, you know, that they play at Quintaneras? Is that why they chose them? Probably. Yeah. yeah, I assume so. But why would they do a medley? They should have just picked one. It was just very choppy. And I can see why they gave it to Lana, though. I think she was a little bit more animated during the... And she used the stage more. She was walking around as much as she could on on yeah. that small stage but side to side yeah <laughs> but she had a little bit more personality than cordelia showed uh, um, but it, it could have gone either way i think it was pro- maybe pro- part of the problem was the music too just there's not much that they could do oh i was gonna mention the fact that um, Cordelia was saying that she kind of give it gave up that she kind of gave up because she was going against her drag daughter mm-hmm. and it she seemed was... like Lana knew that because she I think she was also saying that or she commented something about that but I do remember Cordelia saying that if like she was talking to the audience if you were somebody's um, mother mm-hmm. or figure what yep. would you do you know? Yeah, you would give anything for your daughter. Yeah, so, so I think she just didn't give her all. And bye. <laughs> if you're not there to win, then yeah. bye. But it seemed like last challenge that she was. And I guess when it came down to it, uh, maybe that, that relationship that she has with her drag daughter was a big, a big piece of her. And she didn't want to attempt to take her down but it's like i don't get like it. you said it goes it's... back to 
the pre-established relationships before they come into the show, so that's affecting the way they act. Yeah, they're not as competitive because yeah. they all want to be nice to each other. It's yeah. Like, what? You don't um, have to be mean to be competitive. You just have to want it. Like, I'm not saying she should be, like, trying to sabotage or anything. Yeah. But I'm saying if you're going to compete, then compete to win. Bring your best. Bring... That's that's actually more helpful in a way because you're showing your drag daughter that, you've, that you're somebody who takes... Uh, her drag serious and that is willing to push herself that in a way might have been more loving like show her how all that work that she's put into it and all that experience she has and set an example for Mm -hmm. for the daughter but she chose to uh, sacrifice herself in a way Anything um, else that you want to bring up about the last part of the episode? I guess the way we're closing out every episode is uh, with whoever's eliminated, their photograph gets placed into uh, the altar. So for Cordelia's photo, she gets put on the drag altar and they show a lineup of the girls, a la top model, and mm-hmm. her uh, picture cut out just disappears yeah and then it just ends there on a sappy note with the sacrifice that we just experienced i mean finally i guess somebody goes home um (laughs) and the one the one that was not happy that no one went home last time is the one that went home this time yeah she won and then she left yeah the thing I was going to ask you is, do you feel like you got to know Cordelia? I feel like we didn't even still learn anything about her. Instead, like, just just the fact that she's, like, the drag mother to Lana. Yeah, I think that's it. And, I mean, when they're talking in the makeup room, it, they don't give them enough time to show much be- besides just bringing up... Uh, fake drama or whatever you want to call it you get to see a little bit of their personalities in the uh, interviews but again they're just like small moments you don't get a sense of who she is yeah and i think that's that's a main issue i have with the show is that they don't show them if they would show them create their looks you would learn more about them Mm-hmm. or at least explaining their looks, you would learn more about them. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, she got to stay another week, great, but for what? We didn't get to even learn anything more, mm-hmm. you know? Because it is a TV show, like, they can they can show us more, so they can edit together more about them in the storyline of the episode and show us what their intentions are as far as their looks or show them telling us a little bit more about their backstories and they're not doing that i mean the episodes are 45 minutes long which is like standard for tv and i don't know if they expand on on that in the second season but maybe just with more time they they can put some of that but i don't remember um yeah it definitely is missing then and i think we've discussed that before too that's that's something Mm -hmm. that's missing from each episode yeah yeah they should definitely hopefully i don't remember if they fixed it for season two or if they changed anything it just seems like there's wasted time i feel like they could 
put more into the show and we're just getting like parts that are not as important yeah i don't know something about it i don't know what it is i don't know if it's the judging is too long i don't know if something is like taking up too much time mm-hmm. where we can you know take more time with the queens and learn more about them but whatever um anything else i know you said we were talking that you said that uh lorena herrera she's like plugging our music yeah they're rupaul of her she's plugging in her latest singles i guess and her videos um i think it was when they were introducing veneno Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's in my video for... Is her song... Well, oh, if you guys don't know, the song that plays during the runway is her song. Mm-hmm. And what would, what would you say was called? The it's uh, the video for Tocame. And she's like, it's on Lorena Herrera Vivo or something like that. <laughs> she's, go watch it. She's so like that character that it makes everything sexual. Yeah. Like, vamos a hacer esto. Iban... Ivan, whatever, and it's just so like that. But I so love like that. that. Like I, I love how I think she knows it, and she plays plays it up, and I, I don't know. It makes it more fun. I like her personality a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about is that Mexican um, comedy and sense of humor is very irreverent. Mm-hmm. And you can see that some parts of it. I know that this show kind of it's tailored made for like the newer generation which is Mm -hmm. more pc Mm -hmm. but back if you go like look at some of the shows that have aired maybe that still air but have aired in mexico or just in in um like univision or whatever like the comedy is very irreverent like they make fun of everybody anything if you have a disability they'll probably call you something but yeah. everybody in the culture gets it and they we get that we're joking and it's just something that i think it's very important to take note and also it's unique about our culture because if you think about it we in spanish you get a we can like literally make jokes about things that in in, in america we would be <laughs> like canceled or you know um to, to that point, like, I noticed that they use the word joteria a lot. Uh-huh. And growing up, like, that was, that was, a, uh, like, a curse word or... Yeah. It, it was viewed in a negative context. But they use it freely during the show and they call, well, they don't call each other that, but they, they just, they use that. I guess in the latin american uh gay community they probably they changed that word for their benefit for their own use um mm-hmm. kind of like the f word yeah and, well because yeah. a lot of a lot of gay people still use it as a form of um yeah expression like, i guess i don't know mm-hmm. but i think how you were mentioning it it's looked down upon if you would use it even even if even if you're using it as a joke here it's still frowned upon well you're always going to find somebody that's going to be offended yeah and i don't know if it carries if the f word carries the same weight as uh does but 
they I was just surprised by how freely they use it and uh, between each other. Yeah, what I was getting at is more. That is something that I did notice too, but like even like last week, and if you if you're American or, or not American, but if you don't speak Spanish, you probably won't get the what they're talking about. But even like the conversations between East, what was that lady's name? <laughs> the last weeks, Susana Zabaleta. Yeah, her and and Lorena were having banter back and forth, and they were mm-hmm. being offensive to each other. Mm-hmm. But we in Spanish we get it that it's a joke. They were talking about each other's age, about how it doesn't fit, you know, that wants to dress, but, you know, it's not going to fit you. Throwing shade. But that's not, I mean, to me, that's not what I got from it. Like, I was, I was, it seemed like a lot, like, they were just copying or what Drag Race does. Because, you know, the banter between the panelists and RuPaul and um, Michelle Massage, that's how it is. And Mm. so that's, I didn't get. I didn't think about it the way you did, I guess. Yeah. I just saw it as they were just trying to achieve the same effect as uh, what they do there. Yeah. I mean... No, I was just trying to take it in. I was trying to be like, oh, maybe it was just that. But I do think if... I don't know. Seeing two women do it to each other is not very common in, I think. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like... I, it's something about it stood out to me that I was like, oh, they can joke around with each other and yeah. it'd be fine and nobody's being offended, yeah. you know? And if that was in English, it would maybe wouldn't read as well or maybe it would still read. That's just, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. something that stood out to me. But anyways. Speaking of the humor, um, you know, like in Drag Race, they have, during the runway, they have all these puns that they make and here we don't get any commentary on that at all we just see them walk the runway and do their thing but we don't get any banter between the panelists like any commentary or or even the queens presenting their ideas on what their runway is but I, i don't know if the concept of um, puns, it's really like a prevalent in like Latino culture. I don't, I mean, not really. I don't, I mean, I think there it is, there is a whole form of um, puns in Spanish, but I can't think of one like off my head. Yeah, it's not I mean, the main form of like comedy. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is more like double entendres, especially like a dirty joke or something. But yes, I can't think of like any like Latinx uh, puns that I can think of at all. No, I can't either. Um, I guess it's just something that is it's some the 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 uh culture is different um yeah so i mean i have um i think i've got all my thoughts out anything else you want to add Mm-mm. no yeah um i think we've said enough about everything um that was a good episode mm-hmm. someone finally got eliminated <laughs> yeah which means we're getting closer so from seven to six yeah so there's maybe four episodes left wait 
Depends on how they do the finale, if how many queens are involved. and Because there's the top three, so it would be, oh, like, okay. three more to go. You're breaking my brain right now. <laughs> I think in total it's, like, eight or seven episodes, so we have, like, five more. Five? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, I'm not good at numbers. <laughs> yeah. That is it for today. Thank you guys for joining us. Please leave a rating if you guys liked it. And, um, uh, what? Subscribe. Oh, yeah. Subscribe or, yeah, just mostly leave a comment. Let us know what you guys think. We want to really connect with you guys and see who's listening to the show. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I guess it's time to plug our socials. You can find me on Instagram at yeahyeeye. That's yeah, Y-I-Y-I. And on there, there's a link to my YouTube channel where you can also check out some videos that I make uh, recapping the lip syncs on Drag Race. And so what about you? Uh, you can follow my retweets uh, on Twitter at hellobraulio, H-E-L-L-O-B-R-A-U-L-I-O. All right. Thank you, guys. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,